Jacob, why do you why do you love Quest? Hi, I'm Jacob Cortez. Um, I'm a senior here at Quest. I'm with the Tiger family, and in these years that I've been here, I've actually acquired 58 college credits. Wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. Our team loves to go on school visits, and recently we took a trip with community members from Kansas City to visit with the students and staff of Quest Early College High School, which is a small school housed within Humble High School in Humble, Texas. Students who apply for and qualify to attend Quest can earn both a high school diploma and an associate's degree, or up to two years of credit toward a bachelor's degree for free. So let's listen as Principal Ginger Noise shares how this early college system works and how students are performing at Quest out in the field and at the community college they attend. Ginger Noyce is the principal of Quest Early College High School. Uh, Ginger, what is an early college high school? An early college high school in Texas is designated as a school that allows students to get an associate's degree before they graduate from high school. And we go by a very, uh, we go by a blueprint that's uh, distributed by the Texas Education Agency for early college high schools. So it's very um, structured outline of how we're supposed to operate, being small, targeting a, a special population of kids who may be underserved. And the great bargain of early college is that you have a, a shot at earning an, an associate degree in high school. An associate degree at high, in high school at no cost, no cost to the students. And how, do you have a guess at how many early college high schools there are in Texas? Uh, I, I've lost count, but there's over 100. Wow. So there are quite a few in Texas. And a few hundred uh, beyond that outside, uh, outside mm-hmm. the great state of Texas. Correct. Um, Ginger, having looked at your results, you might be the best early college uh, in the country, certainly, that I've visited, um, almost 90% of your students leave with an associate degree. That's really remarkable. We are really proud of that, and it comes with a lot of hard work on behalf of our staff and understanding from our students as to the job they have to do and the communications that we have with each other so that when, when our students have an issue, they're able to talk to an adult about what the issue is. We can solve the issue, move forward. And we just have, we have 100% commitment here to, to doing what's necessary to get the kids an opportunity to You, you must up. also have a great partner in Lone Star Community College. We have an excellent partner at Lone Star. We meet with them every other week about any issues we may be having. We communicate with them if, if our students are having an issue at the college. Uh, we're no longer on a college campus as we were uh, the past three years, so the dean of special initiatives at the college. She uh, has convinced some of the some of the uh, professors to come here. So we used to go upstairs to college classes taught by college professors that were paid by Lone Star, and now they actually come to this campus so our kids can go directly there because there's a time commitment when they leave the campus, but they do go to the campus every so day. How do finances work in Texas when a student is taking a a college class. They can take a class, a college class here on campus, or they can go to the community college. Do the finances work differently? Um, for kids outside of the early college, so the other high schools do allow opportunities for dual credit, but those have to be paid for by mm. parents, and I believe the college does give them a break in those fees because they're high school students. 
We, however, have an agreement with the college that they waive all tuition and fees for our students, and our district provides all of their books. And does the the tuition reimbursement come to you from the state, and do you send a check over to Lone Star for those classes? Uh, we don't exchange money. I believe there's a reimbursement to the district okay. for how many kids are taking early college classes, and that goes directly to the district, not to the school. And w with your success, you must uh, there, there must be relatively high percentage of high school students enrolled at Lone Star. Is, um, are they comfortable having that many high school students on their campus? Does that change the, the, the nature of the work at a community college? I don't think it changes the nature of the work. I, we prepare our students well before they go to the college as Both expectations. academically and socially. Academic and socially, and um, they behave very well. In fact, there are professors who ask semester after semester to please get to teach the Quest kids. So oh, we're, we're pretty great. happy about that. So in addition to being the best early college in the country, I, um, I told the group that's touring today that you have the best service learning program that I have ever seen. Do those two things have any, anything in common? Are they linked somehow? They're linked in that we expect our students to be good stewards and we expect them to be good communicators. We expect them to be um, servants in their community and to each other and to their school. So they're linked in that way. Our service learning coordinator, Daphne Henderson, could not be here today. Uh, I would highly recommend you meet or talk with her. She's phenomenal. But our kids, I've worked in other schools and it just amazes me every Friday that we do professional development the whole time that they're gone with our staff to create opportunities for our kids. And they are out without a lot of supervision providing a service to the community that's estimated at minimum wage to be over a $700,000 value every year to the community and that a lot of those a lot of those service opportunities lead to jobs when they're when they get a little older and they graduate from high school they lead to internships they lead to strong partnerships in the community and long-lasting partnerships in the community so with students doing the equivalent of six years of school in four years, uh, you must provide really strong academic support for, for kids to make this work. Absolutely. Uh, they come to us just as any eighth grader would start ninth grade in high school. And so we work very, so, very some hard Some with, with academic them. gaps, not, not even being at I would say grade. most with academic gaps. Yeah. And so we have a program here called AVID which is about individual determination and developing college readiness skills with note-taking, with um, methods of tutoring, with working with groups and being collaborative. And, you know, we're very focused on the 21st century learner in that we're going to take in freshmen in a few months, then we have no idea what the world will look like when they leave us four years later. So we're trying to prepare them for a world we can barely uh, understand as far as technology goes, so we're trying to create as many opportunities as we can so that they can prosper, and uh, it's a, it is a collaborative effort here because we share our knowledge and they share back. Sometimes they're teaching us. <laughs> so this, um, how many years have you been at Quest now? Over 20? I've been here for 15, and five as the principal, seven as an assistant principal, and yeah. you know, 
you've created something really remarkable, both for your uh, neighborhood kids and as a model for the country. So we're we're uh, glad that we were able to visit today. We appreciate the work you do, Ginger. Well, I appreciate that, and accolades are always welcome, but I did not do it alone. I have a strong, strong team that I work with, and we're all focused on our mission and our goals, and so are our kids. So it's, it's a t- it's a, takes a village. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where today we're hearing from staff and students at Quest Early College High School. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out Season 2, Episode 17, where Andrew Frischman from Big Picture Learning discusses real-world student experiences in the episode titled Big Picture Learning in the Real World. In this podcast, we just finished hearing from Principal Ginger Noyce, so let's head back to hear more from four students about why they love Quest, as well as what they feel they're getting out of their educational experience compared to a traditional high school experience. And just a side note, you'll probably notice the students referring to their families at Quest, such as Tiger and Dragon and Royals. Jacob explains more about the family program to Tom, but first he shares why he chose to come to Quest. What really brought me here was I actually had a friend who, in the time that I was in eighth grade, came to Quest and was a senior right before the early college program really began. So they told me about how they love the service learning and the family system, and they hadn't even been getting the college credits that we are now already loving it. So I decided, why not apply? It's really good. Um, It's a really good program to get into, and it was really worth coming here after these almost four years. Could you just describe briefly what's the family program? Um, So in the family program, there's what we have our family facilitator, in my case, Mrs. Moss. She's a wonderful lady. The family facilitators really, really care about each and every student that really comes into the family. From the freshmen to the seniors, they're checking up on us, checking on what's going on. If our grades are starting to falter, making sure we're okay uh, emotionally, psychologically, if we're all right with sharing that with them. And then What's been really big to me has been really, we try to have fun and really relieve stress. Because a program like this, it's really quickly, it's really easy to get overwhelmed quickly and start to not want to care. But then we have our family time, we have our flex time, which is another short 25 minutes where we can just enjoy ourselves, relieve stress. During the flex time, we have clubs that we can go into in case that are interest-based from music club. We've got one that at least last year, was working on trying to develop a game. Um, so it's all very interest-based. So, so tell us how you earn uh, college credits. Can you do that on campus here, or do you have to go to Lone Star Community College? It actually is a mixture of both. Um, our freshman and sophomore year are very focused on in-campus or on-campus dual-credit classes with some of our teachers, like Ms. Jacobs, who was just talking to you. Um, and those were really good in kind of transitioning as somebody who is going from middle school to not just high school, but into college classes, that transition was really helpful. But as you get into your junior and senior years, we're actually being sent on buses, or if we drive, we can drive ourselves to Lone Star College Kingwood, and we're taking classes with those professors in their lecture halls and their classrooms. And that experience has also been really, really good. That's awesome. Uh, David, introduce yourself. Okay, hello everyone. My name is David Mouton. I am a junior. I'm a part of the Dragons family, and the reason why I came to Quest was because of the academic rigor. I was really inclined to really strive for the best with my academics and also, you know, go to a different school that has a different academic environment, and it's really close-knit, and 
I really enjoyed that here. And also, one of the really the biggest things that I really enjoyed being at Quest was the service learning. Uh, as uh, Ms. Knight said, we go every Fridays. And personally for me, I'm a part of the special projects team. So it's me and two other people. And we're all part of the junior class. So we're really close and we really like know what we're doing. <laughs> so yeah, so one of the things that, um, well, two of the things that we worked on was the Teen Summit. We really got uh, a hold of that and we got a hold of the, all of the service learning leaders and got them together and planned. And it was about... Um, a month that we did it, so it was really, it was really cool that we had to take the bull by the horns and really go by it and like have the have Miss Henderson, the service learning service learning coordinator, to help us out with that. So that was really good. And also, we also starting with the Honduras project right now. So we're um, really starting that now and doing that. <laughs> and oh, one more thing. Oh. We have the homeless, homeless shelter thing. We are doing Cardboard City right now. That's a district thing. And we are collecting and doing and getting people signed up for the event. It's where students go and it's right over here. It's Turner Stadium. And we go into the field and we gather cardboard and we build um, sort of houses. And it's kind of like a simulation, homeless simulation. So everyone spends the night in that field the whole night. And we build it ourselves and we kind of experience the life of someone who doesn't have access to, you know, a house or um, regular amenities. So it's really, really great that we get to experience that. And, and all this service really shows that education is more than just ourselves. And it's more than just getting the A that we want this week and next week getting the, the other A. And, you know, it's like one after the other. But with service, it shows that it's a community effort and education is more than just me. David, do you, do you share this campus with another high school? Yes, Humble And um, do, you, do you sometimes think you miss some things by not going to the big high school instead of coming to uh, the, this 400-student high school? I mean, I do feel like it, we have like some disconnects and some, some things that are different, but I feel like it really does make up because in the end, you know, our education is what's leading us to our future and leading us to um, what are we going to be doing in our lives and with all the programs that Quest has, such as service learning and AVID and the really, really um, paramount programs that we really want to show and really develop the person that we are going to be in the future. So I feel like as going to another high school, that's kind of like the mainstream route and by people coming here and actually applying and trying it out, it's really, really beneficial. Uh, do you think you'll leave a Quest with an associate's degree? Yes, <laughs> that is my goal. I'm not really... Taking anything less. <laughs> uh, your your parents are, must be jazzed about that. That's awesome. Oh, and I have forty three college hours. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yulise, hi. Hello, um, my name is Yulise Meckley. I am a sophomore. I am a part of the Royals family, and I have. They like that, right? The, the Royals family. family. They're from Kansas City. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so today, my, my both facilitators are here. I've been blessed to have two of them, which is Dr. Jacobs, which you just heard speaking a moment ago, and Mr. B right over there. He's wonderful as well as Ms. Jacobs. <laughs> I just want to start there, okay? So since we already talked about family, I'll talk about the teachers. Um, one thing that really brought me to Quest is the fact that we are like a small school, and the ratio for students is a lot uh, smaller than most high schools around the district. So I really enjoyed that one-on-one -on -one or like one-on-14 about in my classroom. Yeah. 
discussions and especially like when you're having troubles, you have like that connection with that teacher. Like this year as a sophomore, my last year English teacher was Ms. Douglas. And since Ms. Henderson became the new service uh, leader to like steering like all of the, the head of it basically, um, I got to have it for a second year, which in my opinion is awesome because I already understand Ms. Douglas. I know what she expects. I understand it's like a new grade, so she wants to see more. But I understand like she's how she works. Not like and especially when I'm having trouble in her class because English, I sometimes do because she's a hard teacher. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I have her again. But at the same time, I know that when I go to Ms. Calderon's class next year in junior high, that I'm going to be ready for it because the way she teaches is just as hard. And Ms. Calderon is going to start running even though like Ms. Ms. Douglas is more of like a jogger. You, so you, you catch my drift. <laughs> so you're a, you're a sophomore. Are you, are you taking a class this year that's for college credit? Yes, sir. What class and is it hard? So right now I'm taking this semester, well there's two of them, it's BIM, was what we call BIM, and it's about business management and we learn like computers, we get to learn about all the different type of software that we use, and that's actually drawn out to one whole year. So I'm going to earn my credit at the end of this semester, and this semester I'm taking uh, his, uh, history, like H-I-S-T, and then 23-22 with Mr. Willits, and that's a half, that's a half semester for someone to do it this year. And Last year I had him. It wasn't a college. It was a high school credit. But he's a wonderful teacher. I really enjoy all the discussions and the fact that he implies a bunch of group work okay. and the conversations that we have, especially we're going to have a, a debate. It was like a constructive debate. So it's going to be like in a circle, so kind of seminar. And it's going to be about religion, and we're going to tie about this film that we're currently watching with the chapter 15 and 16 that I literally cannot wait because I don't know what was around the movie, but I became like so passionate about it, and I can't wait to write that essay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait, um, David, what, have you taken a college-level math course? Um, yes, I've, I've taken math or college algebra. I took that last semester, and right now I'm taking trigonometry. And, so, yeah. And do you take that at the college campus? No, I take that here with uh, Ms. Grimes. We take it here, but next year I'm going to be doing um, my college classes for math at Lone Star, and it's going to be pre-calculus and calculus. So That's awesome. All in one year. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. That's <laughs> good. And uh, Jacob, have, what math classes have you taken? Uh, on the college level, I've only actually taken college algebra out of, out of kind of planning for my future. I'm looking at going into audio audiovisual production awesome. as my career, knowing that I'll be taking more specialized mass. Have you taken an English class for college credit? I have. Um, and did you do some serious writing in that class? Yes. Uh, as she kind of mentioned, Miss Calderon is our English 1301 and 1302 professor. She teaches... And uh, she's here on campus. Classes. Yes. But she can teach a class for college credit. Yes. They, most of, a lot of our teachers are certified to teach dual credit classes, meaning that while we're teaching uh, and earning our high school credit. All right. So it's, it's, it's on a high school campus, but is it a real college class? I would say work level is definitely a real college class. She is much more hands-on in teaching than what you might consider the right. typical high school class. Um, most of our learning is through doing. And so... It's especially 1301, 1302, instead of taking time to lecture about how to write a good essay, she was having us kind of take the steps of writing the essay. And in those steps, we were learning what we were doing right. And what All we right, Jacob wrong. and David, so you're a senior and a junior. Do you have friends that didn't go to Quest? And what, what do they think about the work that you guys are doing? Um, <laughs> well, they're like, really? It's kind of like a... They're like, seriously, dude, you have homework again? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Every single day, it's um, something new, something else to do. Like, it really gets us occupied, but 
it can get stressful because, like how you said earlier, if this was like an actual college class for English, it yeah. really is because we really, um, at our college classes at Lone Star, we get to communicate with other college students that are actually in college, and we get to talk to them about our English classes because that's like always a grief amongst juniors and seniors. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we always get to talk about them, talk to them about their classes, and they're like, "Well, it's like really easy. Like we don't have to do six essays in a semester." Yeah. So. So is, are, are you going to college next year? Yes. Um, Do you think I've, it's going to help that you, uh, you you have so many college credits? You're going to be. I think it really will help, um, especially you know a lot of those credits will transfer and will save money in that way. The less credits that you're having to like, best classes you're having to buy from that college, we're really saving money will, from the fact. Will that Lone Star credits transfer to a UT school? Yes, um, especially in state is where most credit transfer happens. Right. Most of most, if not all, of our classes will transfer depending on the major we're pursuing. Maddie, you're a freshman. Why did you come to Quest? Hi, I'm Maddie. I came to Quest because I wanted to get ahead of everyone. I wanted to get my college degree. So, I don't know. I just was everything about Quest seemed right for me because I wanted to focus on academics and the family. I heard about family and family just seems so cool how you could build relationships and get advice from teachers and um, other students who have been through what you're going through. So that was really cool. And since they already talked about everything else, I'll talk about the transition from middle school to high school in college. So we had to go to bridge camp, which is, which is a camp that happens two weeks before school starts. And at the camp, you get, to, you get assigned a little class, and it's with all freshmen. And you, like, basically bond, and you, like, get, you have to read one book and, like, do a little project on it. And so it's, like, a pre- first week of school kind of and so when you come into school the first week you're not nervous like you know what you're gonna get and so it was really cool I was very very comfortable coming into it that's great did um, did your mom like the idea of going to quest my parents loved it because almost everything is paid for like all the books and everything <laughs> so they were very supportive but if I would have not wanted to come to quest they would have been supportive too do um, do you think you're giving anything up by coming to a, a small, really college-focused high school? Um, I mean, sports, but I wasn't really sports-oriented. So the only thing I would have probably done is swim, but you can like still do that stuff outside of school. You just have to manage your time. So, so as, as freshmen and sophomores, have you guys participated in service learning? And if so, what, what kinds of projects have you supported? So you start service from your freshman year, like in the bridge camp, you're going to get a form with all the service sites that you can apply for, and then the, when the first week starts, you get a sign, and then they let you your bus number, and that's when you start. So this year, we brought back this program called the Mosaic Program, is where I go on Friday, and I get to be a part of a classroom with students that have disabilities. And at first, I was just like, I don't feel about this, but then, but I was like, open to it, especially that I went to a bunch of different service sites because you have an opportunity to switch mid-semester. So I did that. I went from Jesse Jones, which is that site where people can learn how to smith, and this, I got to whittle this awesome stick. So <laughs> it's, it's in my room, it's amazing. I'm proud of it. And so this year, I think I'm gonna stick with Mosaic program because I just love that connection with the students that I have every single Friday I go. Well, what, do you think you're, what do you think you get out of it? What, what do you think you're learning or gaining by participating in service? I think I'm doing a little bit of getting, 
receiving and giving at the same time because this is my community and the thing that I can do most is just give back to it. And also having a chance to um, explore and try new things out because if you ask me in eighth grade, oh, have you heard of this park? I would say no. But now that I'm in Quest, I can tell everyone all about it. And yeah. coming to Quest, I just love bragging about myself. Maddie, what, what, <laughs> what kind of service have, are you doing this year? I am at Lakeshore Elementary, and I get to work in the library as a library aide. And I get to help shelf books and play with the kids. <laughs> um, and there was one little boy, and he needed help writing a story. So I had to sit down with him for like the whole period that he was in the library and help him write a story. It was really, really cool. Uh, upperclassmen, David and Jacob, have, have you guys had um, work experiences, internships? On Fridays? Um, I'm actually in an internship right now. I am working with a local church, Grace Church, and I'm part of their media team, which really is kind of connecting me into, like I said, I want to get into audiovisual. Visual That's production. cool. That sounds like a lot of weekend hours. Um, I am helping somewhat on the weekends, but Friday is really where the bulk of that time comes from. That's like great. they mentioned, Friday is the day that we go out as a school. So I'm spending about four hours there really helping out, um, making CDs and DVDs or just social media clips because we are a very media-oriented church. Right. Awesome. Internship? Actually, I have applied. I'm not doing one now. As I said earlier, I'm doing the pre special projects team, so I'm really right. um, in the community out in that aspect. But next year, I have applied to be a part of a hospital or a health program where um, adults and families who are under the poverty line or... Um, are, you know, underachieving, I guess. So we get to partner with that uh, health center and really tackle that. This is our first year partnering with that um, facility, so yeah. I'm really excited to join that because I want to be a biomedical engineer, so I really want to be a part of, like, the technology aspect of how they function in a hospital and, where like, what the latest stuff is. That's so. awesome. All right, lightning round. Quick questions. Yes. Spent in your families, a lot of times doing service, and this is whole groups. Anyone or all of you could answer. Um, how would you respond to someone who says um, kids should be spending more time in the classroom learning? All right, are, are you, you're missing out on classroom time. How would you respond to that? I'm going to ask the upperclassmen to respond to that. Um, is it would, really worthwhile? Honestly, I would say that really in missing those uh, classroom times, we're actually gaining a lot more than we would be in that classroom. Because sure, you're being told and reading all these skills and these no this knowledge, but you're not applying it. And that's what service is really about, is applying what you've learned to help others and help yourself. David, do you, do you buy that? Is the service learning um, valuable, given all the, uh, the, the press to earn college credits? I mean, I... Uh... I'm a very strong advocate for being on Fridays and really going on the community because after you go out of school, you know, you get your own education. As like I said earlier, you know, you have this education where you want to be about yourself and you want to gain something for you and you don't think about other people because the community won't improve if people aren't going to make an effort to do yeah. so. So I feel like awesome. do it like faster. Thank you. Jim? You, uh, for the most part, you can't pick your biological family. How do they go about the selection of the family, the makeup? And also, um, is that family identified and established prior to um, bridge camp? Okay, so family is uh, it's an advisory system. Um, let's ask the the uh, sophomore. Uh, tell, tell us about 
about your family. How did you have any choice in it? Were you assigned to one? So getting into family is completely random. For I probably the exception of your name or your last name. So I've seen that people who are like grizzly, they'll go into the bears family. There's this girl named Phoenix, and she got put into the Phoenix family. So I just feel like those type of exceptions that include what your first and last name will kind of veer off to the family. Are are you with students of your own age, or are there students of of all classes? It's a handful of students from different grades. So, for instance, Maddie and I, she's a freshman, I'm a sophomore, but we're in the same family. Okay. Yes. Kia. Family conflicts. So if you're in a family and you are not getting along with another person in your family. How is that resolved during that time? Together? All right. Do you, any, uh, um, any stuff go down in, uh, in family, Maddie? I have never seen anything go down in no? family. Everyone gets right. along. Is everything peace and light in your family, David? I remember in our first year of doing family, uh, all of our family members were really um, outgoing and really showed themselves and yep. really were... Um, outspoken so that kind of caused a little bit of conflict but one thing that we chose to resolve that was something we called share care where everyone of the family everyone a part of the family it's like departed from their studies and homework and really got together in a circle and we actually just talked and we got to express our you know troubles and some people were dealing with some pretty serious problems and that was affecting their emotions at the time so generates a more understanding environment David, uh, or Jacob, do you do uh, college awareness during family? Is that part of the college counseling time? Um, I'm sorry, could you go ahead and just rephrase the question a bit? Does uh, family, does that include college awareness and college counseling? Um, Indirectly so, yes, in that not so much the family facilitator is doing that, but if you're struggling as a student, you have your upperclassmen, they've got your back, they're really teaching you what they've learned through their years in order to get you to survive and do better than they did even. Thanks to Ginger Noyce and the students at Quest Early College High School for sharing their thoughts and enthusiasm for learning on the podcast today. To Tom Vanderark for the great interviews, to Emily Liebteg for producing this episode, and as always to Andrew Luck for his great mixing. This school visit was in partnership with the Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, which has supported almost 300 community members from Kansas City to visit schools around the country as part of the Kansas City Great Schools Initiative. Check out hashtag KC Great Schools on Twitter for more information about this initiative. Also be sure to check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes, and while you're there, subscribe and rate us. For more on all things innovations and learning, check out our blog as well at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Kat, signing off.